When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. City. Jared, Jared Cowley joining us. We've got an emergency podcast here. And Jared, I want to get your initial reactions to this. The Portland Trailblazers, Los Angeles Clippers getting together. The Blazers trading Norman Powell, Robert Covington in exchange for Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second round pick. Jared, your initial reaction because Blazers Twitter right now is panicking, like pure hysteria right now. How you feeling? Um, I think that my initial reaction was probably just like everyone else's when I when I first saw the the tweet from Wojnarowski. My my thought was, you know, what is this? Um, there has to be something more. I don't see any first round picks in here. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe is. You know, I I get what everyone's thinking. Eric Bledsoe, he is past his prime. He's not good anymore. Justice Winslow, he's a he was a lottery pick, but he's a bust. He hasn't been good for years. Keon Johnson, who is that? You know, a second round pick. Who cares? Um, I I get that. That was my initial reaction too. But I think as I as I you know dug into it a bit more, I mean, I think it's like we talked about on the podcast we recorded just yesterday. You really have to look at the pieces that are coming back in trades like this and see how do these then set up bigger trades? Because I don't know if you saw, but like Woj wrote an article on ESPN.com about this trade. And in that trade, he said, the Blazers are not done. He said, the Blazers are expected to make more deals. Um, I'll, I'll read the exact quote. The Blazers are, are expected to continue to make deals over the next week. The Blazers plan is to continue to reshape the roster around all NBA guard, Damian Lillard. Now we know that's true, but Woj is saying, and you know that he's, talking to Cronin after this trade. And so if he says the Blazers are not done, that they are expected to make more deals between now and February 10th, this is just the first domino. And so then you need to look at these pieces that they got back, these players and this pick, and think, how do these then set up bigger, more impactful trades? And I think that we can definitely get into that. But yeah, um, on the surface, you would you would think that Norman Powell and Robert Covington would have more trade value than Bledsoe, Winslow, you know, Keon Johnson and, and a second round pick. But that's apparently the trade value that they had. And um, now it will be interest, interesting to see how the Blazers use those pieces in, in future trades, either before, you know, by the deadline or in the summer. 
my initial reaction, Jared, was just that Joe Cronin isn't messing around. He went out and did something. Yeah. And I was afraid that nothing was going to get done over the next week in terms of changes to the roster. And I'm with you. I think you need to take a step back and at least try to reserve some judgment to see what the big picture ends up being. Um, this could totally blow up in Cronin's face and be just one of the all-time, you know, just a, a terrible deal for, for Trailblazers history where you're just not getting anything back. But let's see how this plays out. And I'm with you. I think there is more to come. I think this is just the first of, of another or maybe multiple moves to this roster. Because you look at Norman Powell, he was averaging nearly 19 points a game, 45% from the field, 40% three-point shooting. But he was on a five-year, $90 million contract. And I know people are really frustrated. I, hey, I was a Gary Trent Jr. believer. <laughs> and so, you know, it was rough to see him go in that trade alongside Rodney Hood. But, you know, as, as many have, have mentioned, this also frees up some money for Anthony Simons because he's going to command pretty darn close to what uh, Norman Powell was making. Yeah. And then you look at Robert Covington, eight points a game, six rebounds per game. You know, he was a trade in 2020 during the draft. You know, they had to give up a, a, a couple of first-round picks and a reason to get him. Covington was making $12 million a year. But um, I know one of the concerns that, that you had talked about, Jared, in the Blazers making this deal was, is this just going to be to get them under the luxury tax, which yeah. they do accomplish they with yep. this move. Yep. Yeah, I think that – It's interesting to think about what was a realistic expectation for what Norman Powell and Robert Covington would bring back in trade. And I don't think, I mean, if you were going into this thinking that Norman Powell was going to bring back, you know, a really high level starter or, you know, an all-star level player, then that was never going to happen. As good as Norman Powell is, his trade value is diminished because of the length of the contract he signed with the Blazers in the offseason. A five-year contract is almost unprecedented in today's NBA. And so for him to – I mean, he's making $15 million, you know, this year, but it goes up every single year where by the age, you know, 32, age 33 season, the, you know, the final year of his deal, he's going to be making $21 million. So his trade value is always going to be diminished because of that. And I think that we've seen that even though there was interest in Robert Covington at the deadline, that his value was low. You I mean most of the, you know, I was hopeful that they'd be able to get a first round pick for him, but most, you know, NBA pundits were saying I, that they didn't think that Covington was going to merit a first round pick in, in trade. His, his trade value has just diminished, you know, and for whatever reason that is. And so I think that looking at what they got, I think that you can actually see that, you know, they, they got some, some cap relief. They got some, you know, salary relief. They got some, some young players who are defensive oriented, which we know that, you know, Billups cares about that. Some, some wings with some, you know, decent size at the two and the three, you know, that, that, that are good defenders. And they got a second round pick, which seems like who cares? It's a second rounder, but that's a 2025 second round pick from the Detroit Pistons. Unless you expect the Pistons to just get, significantly better in the next couple seasons that's going to be a very high second round pick and in some ways a high second round pick can be more valuable than a late first round pick because of the contract you know details that, that go into that and so like an early second round pick has some value 
And so I think that you have to look at what do they get back and how can each of these pieces have value for other teams as the Blazers try to make more trades between now and February 10th. And, you know, if it doesn't happen, you know, by February 10th uh, in the off season. Let's remember, you know, before you can actually go out and, and make some big deals, you know, we, we mentioned this yesterday is just, you've got to put yourself in position and that yeah. required cleaning up the books that required creating some flexibility. And if this is the first move to set up a greater deal, then he's, he had to make a tough decision like this in, in order to do so. Uh, let's go down the list, like you mentioned, Jared, and what the Blazers are getting, and then you can kind of comment on, you know, what you think about it. But, you know, they're getting Eric Bledsoe. That's the, the biggest name on here, 32 years old, averaged about 10 points, three and a half boards, four assists this season. Um, he's under contract till next season. But as you mentioned, Jared, it's only $3.9 million guaranteed, uh, and that's via spot track. So um, that becomes a lot more attractive than, you know, the – what was he making uh, this year? 18, yeah, he's 19? making 18 million this year. And, and he is, you know, due to make 19 million next year, but only, you know, 3.9 million of that is guaranteed. So the reason that's a valuable piece to put into a trade is that if you have to match large salaries, you have that, you know, $18 million salary for, for Bledsoe that you can put into a trade. But if the team that you're trading with is like, we'd really like to improve our, you know, our, our, our tax, situation next season or um you know reduce salary then having that only guarantee for 3.9 million you know i think that what it, the way it works is if he's still on the roster after june 29th then the full salary guarantees but if you acquire him and cut him before june 29th you know after this season then then only 3.9 million of that is on your books and so that can be a really attractive to a team that's that you, you need to match salary, but that team is looking to improve their, their salary situation as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Eric Bledsoe on another team by the time June rolls around. Oh, for sure. And has created that space and flexibility within the roster. I'd be really surprised if, uh, if Bledsoe's still on this team next season. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not moved in a subsequent trade before February 10th. There we go, six days away. And Justice Winslow, you know, he averaged about four points, three and a half boards a game. He struggled shooting this season, but he's only got one year remaining on his contract. That's $4.1 million. What do you think yeah. about that, Jared? And with him, I mean, he's 25 years old. He's 6'6". Six, six. He's, he's got a, a, a long wingspan. He's got length. He's, he's a very good defensive wing. Um, he was drafted number 10 overall in 2015. He's never lived up to the expectations of a lottery pick, but... He is, you know, at the very least, he's a, you know, a $4 million player who can get out there and be an, a positive, impactful player on defense on the wing. And every player, every team needs players like that. And so, you know, he's not like, you know, a legitimate piece that you should be excited about, but he is an inexpensive player who has, you know, an NBA skill and being able to be a really good defender on the wing that, you know, adds you, you got to look at what added value is here. So, you know, that could be something, again, if you're trying to match salary, you've got, you know, this $4 million player who has an NBA skill that you can put into a trade to kind of sweeten uh, the pot. And the third player that the Clippers are giving up, and I think this one's an interesting one that you've mentioned. Definitely. Um, that maybe some people are losing sight of the value, and that's Keon Johnson, 19 years old. He was the 21st overall pick in 2021. 
on a rookie contract, still 6'4", 185 out of Tennessee. He played in 15 games, averaged about nine minutes, three and a half points per game. So, Jared, your thoughts on Keon Johnson? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about how we were hopeful that if the Blazers traded Norman Powell and Robert Covington that, you know, in order to build up the pieces they need to go, to make bigger trades that they'd be able to get first-round picks out of that. And Keon Johnson is basically like trading for a first-round pick because he's still in the first year of his rookie deal. So he still has three years after this on his rookie contract. He was, you know, he was a first-round pick just last summer. Um, and he was looked at as a really high upside pick coming out of the draft. He's only 19 years old. Um, you know, I've, I'm just going to read some of the, the analysis of this, this player that came, at, came out right after the draft. Um, Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer. He said, Johnson received interest as high as the mid-lottery, so grabbing him this late in the first round could be a potential steal for the Clippers, who need a fill-in for Kawhi Leonard. Johnson is a raw player who didn't start playing organized basketball full-time until high school, but he brings athletic defense to the floor. On offense, he's all speed, verticality, and potential. It may take time for Johnson's flashes as a shot creator to become more consistent, but the reward, reward could be massive. And I went through and read analysis of this pick, you know, pretty much anywhere I could find. And everything you read was that, you know, really high upside might be the best athlete in last year's draft class. Um, you know, he was projected by, in, by many to be drafted in the mid lottery. He slipped a little bit because there were concerns about his shot. Um, it's just a terrific athlete uh, projects as a nice two way player, but he's really young. He's 19. He, I mean, he's he really hasn't gotten off the bench at all for the Clippers this season, but that's a, a you know, either, a high upside young player with real defensive potential to be like a, an excellent defensive player on the wing that the Blazers can, can, you know, build with, or he's a, you know, it's basically like he's the kind of player that you can throw in, in lieu of a first round pick. If you don't have a first round pick to trade, which a Blazers draft situation is difficult because they have first round picks and prick, you know, pick protections kind of out into the future. But this is a player that you could put into a trade that is equivalent to putting a first round pick into a trade. So, you know, this is basically like the Blazers getting a first round pick in this deal. And Keon Johnson has a ton of potential. He's an exciting, young, high upside wing. So, I mean, I think that just because you don't know who Keon Johnson is or don't recognize that name, um, you need to dig into it a little bit deeper. He is a player with, with, with value that they can throw into a trade who has significant value to sweeten the pot. I'm not comparing the two players, but imagine being an outsider to the Trailblazers and thinking, who the heck is Anthony Simons a few years <laughs> right. ago? Yeah, exactly. And, and you see how that turns out. So um, I, there's value two ways in that, as you mentioned. One, you have the developmental side, the ability to find you know, a player who could turn into something. But two, you have another sweetener, another trade piece uh, to add to a bigger deal if you need to. So I can at least see what Joe Cronin is trying to do here um, in, in acquiring these things. But now I'm going to wait and see what the next move is, what, what's going to happen next. And I think that the key in all of this was the, the Woj comment that lets you know that the Blazers are active. And the other thing I did like is that the Blazers weren't waiting around right. to see what other teams are doing. Instead, they're saying, okay, well, if we're going to go out and make some changes, let's do it on, on us instead of kind of waiting for everything to settle and then see what's left and, and go that route. I mean, because as we talked about, Jared, 
you're normally seeing all that action done on draft day. I mean, on, on, um, the, the deadline, right. You know, and, uh, we're six days out and, and the Blazers have basically gotten the party started. Yeah. And, and I think that that's the way you have to look at it is you have to reserve judgment until we see what else happens. If this is the only move the Blazers make, then yes, absolutely be mad. You know, because if, if they come back next season and Eric Bledsoe's either on the roster or he, you know, the Blazers cut him just so they could save that salary. And all they have is, you know, Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson in this, you know, second round pick, then yeah, that's, that's not something to be excited about. That's not going to excite Blazers fans. It's not going <laughs> to excite Damian <laughs> Lillard, but they made this trade, you know, days before the deadline, you know, and you have to think about, they took two players who had depressed trade value in Norman Powell and Robert Covington and turned it into four you know, pieces that can be used in trades that do have positive trade value, that, that, that bring things to teams that, that Norman Powell and Robert Covington could not. And you know, just a talent-for-talent talent trade, this is a loss for the Blazers, no doubt, 100%. But the Blazers aren't necessarily looking for a talent-for-talent talent trade in every trade they make. They have to—they don't have a lot of good trade assets. So some of the trades they make here, they need to build up some of their trade assets so they can use them in larger trades. I really Super. Think that's what's happening. Oh, totally. I, I agree, and I think that's what we should take away from today's action, from today's trade. Uh, the other thing was just their value. Norman Powell and Robert Covington. Um, I didn't think it was a stretch that you could get a first rounder for Rocco um, and, you know, just trade both of these guys and not be able to get that first round draft pick. Although you do get Keon Johnson in the deal. Um, so I think that was also disappointing that the value wasn't there for those two, but at the same time, isn't a complete surprise, just kind of a, a disappointment in, in what the market is for those two guys, specifically Norman Powell. But, you know, five, five years, 90 million, that's clearly that matters. Yeah, it does. And I think if, if this trade had been Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, and two first-round picks, then I think it would be easier to kind of see how this chess game is being played. And maybe that just wasn't available for those two players. Um, and so I do think you have to look at Keon Johnson as the equivalent of a first round pick. And because that second round pick is from Detroit, it is valued the same as like a late first round pick when you're talking about trade value and maybe even a little bit higher. And so because second round picks don't have the same kind of contract guarantees, the first round picks. So, so teams do value those more in, uh, in some ways. So I do think that this, the, the, the high-value second-round pick and Keon Johnson are equivalent to two you know, bad first-round picks that you'd get in a trade. If you were hoping to get full-on panic and <laughs> you know, <laughs> fire everyone type of vibes, you came to the wrong place. But uh, this one hopefully adds a little more perspective for Trailblazers fans out there and what could be on the horizon for this team. Um, as the first dominoes fall for this Portland Trailblazers, but get ready. Let's let's see some losses here. Uh, yeah, let's, that's let's the, see the, the this trade absolutely. If there was any question before, 
-hmm. the tank is in full effect this season. There's no doubt at all anymore that the Blazers are going to try and lose as many games as they can the rest of the season to get as high a draft pick as they can, which is another value you know, that they can either use to draft a great young player or put into a trade. So like all of this, all of this analysis is 100% dependent on Joe Cronin making more, bigger, better moves using some of the stuff they got in this trade to do that. If that doesn't happen, then yes, every feeling of anger and frustration and what the, you know, heck are the Blazers doing, completely justified, completely understandable. But I think we do need to be patient and see what else Cronin has up his sleeve and what else he's doing. Jared, hopefully, uh, you know, we're not calling an emergency podcast for a couple of days, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, the way the Blazers have kind of set the tone here, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it, it was good to, to catch up with you. Knock one out just 24 hours after our last podcast. Um, it still aged pretty well. So for those <laughs> yeah. that just picked up this one, work your way back. Check out that podcast. Leave us a positive review. It allows this podcast to continue to grow. We appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given us over the past few years. Let's do it again. Let's run it back better than ever. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us. Take care.